Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Come on, side, 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 side. Yeah. There we go. Come on, son, the podcast. Rest in peace, Combat Jack, Super Producer Krista, got it on lock. This is what we do. Try to get one in at least once a week. Super Producer Krista keeps me on point, so I want to thank you for that, Krista. Pharrell. Um... I was going to continue with my Game Changers series because I got so much great feedback on that. And um, I'm not finished with that by leaps and by bounds. So if you miss Game Changers 1 or Game Changers 2, talking about Game Changers uh, musically and hip-hop, make sure you check that out. Just go back and listen to those podcasts. But this podcast is different because there have been a lot of things that have happened with this R. Kelly trial since I last talked to y'all. R. Kelly has been convicted of nine counts, including one count of racketeering in a Brooklyn federal court. Can we break that down for a minute, what that means? That means it's federal time, and federal time is different than state time. Uh, Federal time is when you go to the feds, you got to do 85% of your time. So R. Kelly is is absolutely looking at a whole lot of whole lot of time right now. A lot. The whole R. Kelly sex trial frenzy is not going away anytime soon. I'm telling y'all that right now. It's not going away anytime soon. It only took two days of deliberation for a jury of seven men and five women to find 54-year-old R. Kelly guilty on all nine counts of sex trafficking and racketeering on Monday. Two days of deliberation. I only deliberated two days. Um, that's pretty quick when you're talking about nine counts of sex trafficking and racketeering. His racketeering charge alone could give him up to 20 years in federal prison, of which I told you before, he has to do 85% of that time. So the charges against R. Kelly were based mostly on the argument that his entourage of managers and aides helped him meet girls and keep them obedient and quiet, amounted all of that with the managers and the entourage 
and all of that, getting underage girls for him, keeping them, helping to keep them obedient, helping to keep them quiet, you know, not really speaking out um, with bribes and other things to what had been done to him and what had what was being done to them amounted to a criminal enterprise. Now, racketeering is usually for drug kingpins and mafia type dudes. I never see nobody get a racketeering charge on this kind of a trial before. It, this is this is brand new. For real. Um, the prosecution had multiple witnesses who accused him of sexual and physical abuse. Um, their accounts included profane video and audio recordings that prosecutors say documented how he threatened accusers with violence. And of course, the defense hit back, you know, telling the jury that, you know, there was opp- opportunistic accusers with throughout all his consensual relationships. And, uh, you know, try to paint R. Kelly as somewhat of a saint. It really didn't work. Now, these these charges date back decades. Decades, yo. And was pretty much six complaining witnesses, including Aaliyah, which I didn't know at all. And she was called Jane Doe number one by prosecutors. And, of course, you know Aaliyah died in 2001. In a, in a plane crash. They said he led a criminal enterprise of managers, bodyguards, and other employees who helped him recruit women and underage girls for sex and pornography and to cross the state lines for that purpose. That's where he got convicted of that man act. Now, the man act is if you cross the state lines for that purpose, you know, you could be in really big trouble. They also accused him Now, here's something that a lot of us didn't know of knowingly infecting some of his accusers with a sexually transmitted disease, bribery, kidnapping, forced labor and producing child pornography. We pretty much know from the first one that he beat that R. Kelly likes to film things. And when you film underage girls, that is called pornography, my friends. That is called pornography it's just it's it's really crazy like and it's not going away it's definitely not going anywhere anytime soon we're going to be talking about this until the cows come home it's going to be a long time let me tell y'all something that i did i put the question to my radio terrestrial radio audience in chicago where r kelly was born and raised what he represented his whole musical career, without the shadow of a doubt. He left the inner city of Chicago, but he moved to the outskirts of Chicago. His studio was still in Chicago. He had an apartment in Trump Building in Chicago. Unlike other people who've made it in Chicago and moved far away, he might they, he just went to the suburbs. That's all he did. He went he went out to the suburbs. But he stayed in the Chicagoland era because he really, really loved Chicago. You take a cat like Kanye West that supposedly represents Chicago and moves to Los Angeles, you know, 
Jay-Z yells, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. He don't live in New York no more. He lives in big-ass mansion in Los Angeles. He could have went to Long Island, but he chose L.A. I mean, I'm not knocking him in the head for it to each his own. You, you, you choose to live where you want to live. But my point is R. Kelly loved Chicago so much. He didn't run away from the winters or anything like that, which most people would be like, I got some money. I got to get out of here. It get too cold here. I need to be in warm weather, right? Um, and I understand that, and I dig it. Being a New Yorker that lives in Atlanta now, I dig it. Um, you know, the hustle and bustle of traffic, the traffic in Chicago could be, but this dude stayed. Traffic can be crazy. I lived there for two years, two, three years. I can tell you that. Traffic, before COVID, I was in Chicago. And the traffic puts you all the way down. The amount of violence in the city of Chicago, all the gang banging in the city of Chicago, it's just, you never know when something's going to happen. You could get carjacked, you could get robbed, just like any other big city. But the man stayed in Chicago. That's how much he loved Chicago. So he represented Chicago. For real. And all of this stuff pretty much happened around the country. Like, he has charges now in the state of Illinois, and he has charges in Minnesota. He's still got charges that he has to face, but he's already been convicted on nine counts. So I took this argument to my audience on 104.3 Jams in Chicago. I do morning radio there at 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. You can check me out on the Odyssey app. It's the company is called Odyssey. They have an app. And if you never heard my show before, you can go to Odyssey app and you can listen. Chicago is uh, central time. So if you're on the eastern or western, the time is different. I know on the east coast is an hour back. So on the west coast, it would only be two hours. Um, so I say that to say this. I took some calls, a lot of calls. My first day after the verdict, that Monday, I switched my show around so I could take calls on it. And my question to the audience was, in light of this verdict, him being found guilty on nine counts, sex trafficking and racketeering, will you still listen to his music? And all but one of my calls said yes. Now, I really did expect that, but not so much from women. I expected all the guys to say, hell yeah, you know, you got to separate the man and the music. That's what, that's what I heard all the time. Separate the man and the music, separate the man and the music. But it was the majority of women that said that they would continue to listen to R. Kelly's music. The majority were women that said, yeah, one only had one woman that day that said, I ain't been listening to him since Aaliyah. Aaliyah was 14 years old and R. Kelly was 27 years old when they got married. I ain't making this up. Nobody can dispute it. It's a fact. It came out during this trial that Aaliyah was actually pregnant by R. Kelly and had an abortion. Aaliyah was part of the prosecution. Jane Doe number one. Number one. Um, that That happened. So in the music business... It was a non-publicized secret that R. Kelly liked like nice girls. And I am going to tell you like this. For the sake of clarity, 
I'm going to drop in this podcast snippets of R. Kelly records. First time I ever heard of R. Kelly was R. Kelly and public announcement. Right? And the first song I ever heard was Vibe. Super producer Chris said, give me a little bit of vibe. So the reason why I play that song is that song became not a huge hit, but it became a pretty good hit record. I believe at the time, Guy was really way bigger than they were. And R. Kelly's, all R. Kelly's stuff was being compared to what Aaron Hall, because he sounded a lot like Aaron Hall. And at the time, he looked a lot like Aaron Hall. So Vibe was the record. Then they came out with a slow jam called Honey Love. Right. And once again, it was a comparison to what Guy was doing at the time. Krista, uh, give me a little bit of Groove Me by Guy. Okay, do you hear the similarities to Groove Me to You Got That Vibe? Okay, so I am Ed Lover in Florida, Miami to be exact. I'm with Luke, the great Luther Campbell, who I will probably end up doing a podcast on to give him his flowers. But at the time, Luke had a club on Miami Beach called Strawberries, and he had a teen club called Pack Jam. I'm in there, and R. Kelly and Public Announcement are in town. Now, I can't remember whether or not they were playing at Strawberries, but I know that his management at the time, Barry Hankerson, who used to be married to Gladys Knight, that's a whole nother story, who happens to be Aaliyah's uncle, was there at the club, the Pack Jam. And I guess Luke was doing some business of some sort with him, because he told him, Barry, why don't you bring R. Kelly and public announcement by the radio, by not the radio station, by this club, Pack Jam. We were in Pack Jam. He was showing me his teen club, and we were going to go to Strawberries later on that night. And Barry Hankerson looked at Luke and said, if I bring Robert by here, I ain't going to be able to get him out of here. I didn't understand what he was saying or why he was saying that, but he said it. And when the Aaliyah accusations came out, bing, I remembered it. It was like I heard it and it didn't register with me. You know what I mean? And Luke was looked at him like, and he kind of gave Luke that look like this dude likes teenage girls. And Luke was like, oh, oh, well, Luke got it. Ed Lover didn't get it at the time when it was said. Luke got it. 
And um, he didn't bring him by the club. I hadn't even met R. Kelly yet at all. And um, when the Aaliyah stuff came out, it really dawned on me then what Barry Hankerson had said. Remember, y'all, she was 14 years old. He was 27. If you saw Surviving R. Kelly, you saw the girl that sang background with Aaliyah that had met Aaliyah through R. Kelly, had sang some background on some R. Kelly stuff, tells you she came on the bus and he was having sex with 14-year-old Aaliyah and he was 27. He had a fake ID acquired for Aaliyah so they could get married. Now we know he wanted her to get married so that she can have an abortion because as her husband, it's okay for him to say she can have an abortion. He could go with her at 27. She was 14. Aaliyah died in 2001 in a plane crash. We let that go. Numerous, numerous, numerous artists continued to do records with R. Kelly when the entire industry knew that R. Kelly was dealing with underage females. Many a many of artists, some of them probably will tell you today, I never seen it. And there's a lot of them that will tell you, I saw it, but I just, I didn't know what to think of it. I didn't know how old they were. Now, he always had a mixture of different women. But some of the ones that look very, very young, no matter how much makeup and eyelashes they put on them, can make you seriously uncomfortable. Seriously uncomfortable. I've had really great times around Robert. Different cigar lounges, laughing and joking. He's an avid cigar smoker like I am. DC comes to mind. Biggs Mansion in Chicago comes to mind. Uh, Some of his tours when I lived in L.A., hanging out with him on the tour bus. Good times. None, None of this stuff involved me ever witnessing him, seeing him with underage females. Have I seen him with females that were questionable? I could say, yeah. But did I know for a fact how old they were enough for me to go back and say, look, this dude got underage women scantily clad hanging around him. No, I can't say that. I can't say that. I've had not so good times with R. Kelly. I remember after... uh, the best of both world tours in New York City. Album was fire. I'm I'm on New York radio. I'm on Power 105 in New York. Concert fire. We are we everybody's waiting for this concert. It's me, my 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 girl, she's my wife now, my sister. We're on the floor. Good tickets for this concert. I remember how the, it it opened. It was amazing. Um, the two buses, I remember the video of the buses that was supposed to be out of control. One bus going one way, the other bus going the other way. Then 
The buses spin around and they're headed in the same direction and they're flying past police barricades. The cops are chasing them. And all of a sudden, it's like they're headed to the arena right now. They're headed to the arena and boom, the two buses bust through the back wall of Madison Square Garden. It looked like it really happened, but we know that was fake. And bricks fell all over everywhere. And we see the bus doors open and smoke come out of both bus doors. And you hear click, 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 like two men are walking. Jay-Z comes out of one bus in all white. Uh, R. Kelly comes out of another bus in all white. And they immediately jump into, girl, you know, you got a body, yaddy, yaddy. Super producer Krista, give me just a little bit of body by Jay-Z and R. Kelly. The entire crowd goes crazy. Crazy. They do a couple of songs together from that album. And then they both come out to do their individual thing. And I remember, because I was there, and I remember I saw Usher there. I saw Mary J. Blige there. There were so many Busta Rhymes. There's so many artists there. That's the same concert that R. Kelly came out and said somebody he saw somebody flash a gun at him and he could not continue. And the honest to God's truth is when he left the stage and what Jay-Z was giving him the business. It, was just, it wasn't no two ways about it. R. Kelly wasn't doing on that tour what I had saw R. Kelly do on previous tours when he was on his solo tour. Right now, there are some African-Americans with sickle cell disease who need a blood transfusion every single month just to stay alive. And they're more likely to get a compatible match from a donor of the same ethnicity. So please donate because our blood saves lives. Go to redcrossblood.org slash ourblood. Find out where and what time in your neighborhood now. HBCUs are more. More than a band. More than a football team. More than Greek life. More than education. Historically, black colleges and universities are a place to become. A legacy with a heritage of more than 180 years of producing some of the nation's top scholars, politicians, entertainers, and individuals. Xfinity understands and celebrates all of this with a collection of TV shows, movies, documentaries, and music that captures the black college experience. Just say HBCU into your Xfinity voice remote. Learn about the sacrifices the students made during the Civil Rights Movement. Be inspired by biographies on educators who went above and beyond. Kick back to the sounds of the band or the sounds of the yard with an HBCU playlist. Best of all, it's all included with your Xfinity service. From the yard to the end zone, the classroom to the frat house, Xfinity has the HBCU experience covered. Xfinity is the ultimate in black storytelling. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Requires Xfinity TV and on-demand. Separate charges apply to on-demand and certain streaming services. Call me crazy, but my secret to leveling up is a McDouble at McDonald's. Man, I'm talking about throwing some fries and sweet and sour on that thing. That's right. Right in between those buns? Come on, son. Now we talking good. 
Try it out the next time you're at McDonald's, and I bet you can't stop. It'll be a new thing. Listen, Mickey D's has all the go-to munchables to add a little more flavor to your day. From the two-for-one apple pies to a large fry or even a frozen drink. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm loving it. And don't forget, you can order ahead on the McDonald's app if you're in a time crunch. Mobile order and pay at participating McDonald's. Download and registration required. I've seen R. Kelly super uber talented smash a concert by himself just by being the R&B singer that he is. On this Best of Both Worlds tour, when he came out in New York, he looked like a rapper. He had like a purple wife beater on. He had his cousin Blackie with him. He had a, a Rolling Stones belt buckle on with the tongue hanging out, see-through, purple do-rag, and he's not being an R&B singer. Like, why does an R&B singer like that need a hype man on stage? He looked more like a rapper than he did an R&B singer. And I remember sitting there and saying to people, like, if this dude just sits down at the piano and just sings and does his stuff, he's going to give it to Jay. But he was trying to compete on Jay's level, and it just did not work. And then Jay came out and smashed in New York. And from what I heard, Jay had already smashed in Chicago before they got there. Then when R. Kelly came back out, he made the accusation and left the stage. And that's when all hell broke loose backstage with Jay-Z's best friend Tata allegedly spraying him in the face with mace, and he had to go to the hospital. And Jay putting together that show where he grabbed, like, Mary to do songs, and Usher came and did songs, and Buster came and did songs, because R. Kelly was not coming back out. That same night, I get hit on my phone from my program director, who was there, telling me to come to the radio station Jay-Z wants to come and explain to everybody exactly what happened. Now, I've always had an open-door policy when there's controversy. If Jay's going to come to the radio station, which he did that night, remind you, I'm, I'm work mornings. I'm not even on the radio that night. I'm broadcasting while everybody's going home from the concert. I have Jay-Z in the radio station with me telling me what happened at that concert. Okay? Open-door policy meaning... If R. Kelly's people or R. Kelly himself heard Jay-Z and I talking, R. Kelly could have said, hey, I want to go up to Ed and tell my side of the story. He didn't. He never did. Fast forward a couple of months later, I have a friend in New York, pretty famous promoter in New York by the name of Lenny the Barber. Gives great parties still to this day. Lenny has a after-party concert with R. Kelly. Now, R. Kelly's name, this, it had to be years later because R. Kelly wasn't with Jay at the time, okay? R. Kelly was playing in New Jersey, and Lenny the Barber has the after-party. I'm still on the radio. Lenny pays me to host the after-party. I don't know how R. Kelly find out, found out that I was hosting when he got there, but he wasn't too happy about it because of what, happened with Jay-Z and my interview with Jay-Z. I guess he was still salty. I don't know. So he goes, tells Lenny that unless I leave, he's not coming in. 
This is in New Jersey. I go back. Lenny brings me to the side and says, Ed, you know, I paid you. I got to get Rob in here. He won't come in unless you leave. I told Lenny, tell Rob, I ain't going no place. And I use the F word for emphasis. I ain't going to bore y'all with that. I'm not, I'm not going no, this, this Jersey. I live in Jersey. This is in North New Jersey. I live in West Orange. When I tell you I have goons in North, I got goons in North. You don't want no smoke with me in North New Jersey. I don't want no smoke with you in Chicago. But you definitely don't want that problem with me in North. And I told Lenny, if I walk out of here, he's not ever coming in here. He's not coming in here at all. There might be some mayhem outside. If I go back and tell my folk, yo, I got to go because R. Kelly don't want me in here or he ain't coming in. It ain't going to be a good night for this party getting shut down. It ain't going to be a good night for for nobody. Not for you, not for R. Kelly, not for nobody. And it's not going to be sweet out here in these streets. Because we, we, we like any other city or state or whatever. Newark adopted me when I moved to West Orange. It's not far from each other. I go to Newark, go shopping. I got a lot of friends and good people and not so good people in Newark. They embraced me. Nothing ever happened to me in North. And I rolled through North with all my je- jewelry on. Rolexes, everything. Nothing, nobody touched me in North. Because they know who I was connected to. So this dude ain't going to come there and tell me I got to leave. That's, that wasn't a good time for us. Later on, after when before I moved to Chicago, we saw each other, hashed it out. It was all good. But it wasn't that at that moment, it wasn't all good. So I've had good times with Rob. I've had bad times with Rob. I am a big fan of Rob's music. I am a huge fan of R. Kelly's music. I think R. Kelly is a musical genius. I think and I have debated with other people. Our generation's greatest R&B savant is R. Kelly. R. Kelly is right there. With Babyface, with Jermaine Dupree, with all the great some Brian Michael Cox, another one, all the great songwriters. But what makes R. Kelly different is R. Kelly is street. And then he's not street. He's us. We didn't even understand Trapped in the Closet when he first dropped it. Now you look back on it like, wow. That was a genius move. Even though it went off the rails, it was still a genius move when he did it and put it on video. We hadn't been that intrigued by a video since Michael Jackson did the Thriller video. And R. Kelly did the long form Trapped in the Closet. Super producer Crystal, play me just a little bit of Trapped in the Closet. Well... 
Now he's staring at me like As if he was staring in the mirror She yells, honey, let me explain He says, you don't have to go no further I can clearly see what's going on Behind my back, in my bed, in my home Then I said, wait a minute, now hold on I said, mister, we can work this out Musical genius Some people say he was trying to tell us a long time ago that he had a problem with underage women when he wrote Age Ain't Nothing But a Number for Aaliyah. Super producer Krista, give me a little bit of Age Ain't Nothing But a Number, please. So there are people out there that can understand separating the man from the music. And there are people out there, and women, rightfully so, that are triggered, and parents of abused women that are triggered every time they hear an R. Kelly song. That's rightfully so, too. But the vast majority of the people in the city of Chicago that called my radio station, my morning show, said they'll keep listening to R. Kelly's music. The vast majority of the people earlier today when I was on the air and I said, hey, should his music be taken off all the streaming services? That's the next push that they're trying to do. Take all his music off the streaming services. My radio station feels like it's part of the voice of the people of Chicago, and there's a lot of people who are saying don't play it. There's a lot of sponsors that will pull out if you play R. Kelly music on terrestrial radio, and terrestrial radio is about making money. We don't sell subscriptions. We sell commercial time based on the amount of people that's listening. So we're not going to play it, R. Kelly. But you'll probably still hear it on the streaming services. And I brought up this argument. The Cosby show is still on TV one. We all know that Bill Cosby is guilty of some uh, pretty probably 70% of the stuff he's accused of. We know that we know Bill Cosby is only out of jail on a technicality. We know that too. He was, should have never, ever, ever, been prosecuted in the first place according to the deal that he had structured. Do we know if Michael Jackson did it or did not molest little boys? We don't know. That one we really don't know. We know there's some weird stuff going on. We know there's a lot of dudes that have looked at girls underage. We know Jerry Lee Lewis married a 14-year-old. His first damn cousin. We know Scylla was 15 when Elvis married her. We also know there's two different sets of rules for black people and the white people. Don't we all know that? Yeah, we sure do. And we're pretty sure. Pretty sure. Damn near 100% sure that R. Kelly is guilty. Damn near 100% sure. But the man makes some of the best music we've ever heard in our lives. Give you a classic example. 
a whole lot of eighth graders, including my co-hosts on Terrestrial Radio, Gen BT, sang I Believe I Could Fly at their eighth grade graduation. Super producer Krista, give me a little bit of I Believe I Could Fly. I believe I can fly. Woo. I believe I can touch the sky. I think about it every night and day. Spread my wings and fly away. I believe I can soar. I see me running through that open door. I believe I can fly. I can fly. I believe I can fly. Man, there are a lot of people that the government put pressure on. A lot of people in his entourage, a lot of people that was being paid by him that snitched when their asses was on the line. There's a lot of people that helped him. A lot of people that helped him. It's crazy. So he doesn't even get sentenced to next May, which is unusual. May of 2022. That's when R. Kelly gets sentenced for his crimes. And on the racketeering crime alone, like I told you before, he faces up to 20 years. There were six weeks of testimony from more than 45 witnesses. 45 witnesses. There were a lot of enablers in this case. You know, I, I, there's a lot of people out here also that says, hey, his sister abused him. And sometimes people that were abused become abusers themselves. That's true. And a lot of times they don't. And that's true also. Because you can hear a lot of people talk about how they were sexually abused. A lot of famous people, Oprah for one, talks about how she was sexually abused as a child. She didn't turn around and abuse anybody else. In my heart of hearts, I know that R. Kelly knows what he was doing was wrong. And when he beat the first one, he should have known better. And if you saw Surviving R. Kelly, one of the underage girls said she met him during the trial. They showed footage of her outside every day at his trial. That's how she got in good with R. Kelly. That's how she met him. That's how she started having sex with him when she was underage. At the trial? During your trial. When you're fighting for your life, you're going to do the same thing that you were just accused of doing? She said at first she lied to him. And then she told him the truth. And after she told him the truth, it continued. What are you going to say about it? You, Everybody has a right to make up their own mind. Like this big debate about whether or not to be vaccinated is driving me crazy. And I only say that because this seems to be similar, but this is not health related. Am I going to listen to his music? Am I going to cut him off and never listen to it again? Am I going to jam... When it seems like you're ready, come on. Isn't that a, that sounds funny to you now, don't it? Coming from R. Kelly, it seems like you're ready. I could have swore you were ready to go 
all the way. Super producer Krista, give me a little seems I'd be ready. Oh, your body is my playground. Let me lick you up and down. Make you feel like a woman should. It seems like you're I hear you calling. Here I come, baby, to save you. It kind of is. Gets a different tone to it now, right? That you know he was been found guilty of sex trafficking and dealing with underage females. Wow. So it's really on you to decide whether or not you are actually going to continue to listen to R. Kelly's music. My wife says she's so saddened about this whole thing about him getting in trouble again that she felt like he's robbed her of years and years of good music. That's how prolific of a singer and a songwriter that this man is. Why didn't the people around him get him help a long time ago? Simple. They were on the payroll and they didn't want to lose the money. Enablers. That's what they are. If I'm a billionaire and I got a crack habit and I'm paying you a lot of money, you're going to make sure that I still get my crack because you don't want to lose your job. You don't want to lose your livelihood. You take my money and feed your family with it. So you're going to enable me. And there was a lot of people that definitely enabled R. Kelly. Let's pray for R. Kelly. Let's pray for the victims of R. Kelly harder than we pray for R. Kelly. But let's pray for R. Kelly. God is good and God is good for everybody. Hopefully while he's incarcerated, he'll get the treatment that he needs. But do I think we will ever see R. Kelly free again? No, I honestly don't think so. Do I think R. Kelly got a chance to beat it on appeal? Hey, you never know. But he got other cases. He got to fight the Illinois case. He got to fight the Minnesota case, and those are federal too. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I had good times with Robert Kelly, and I had bad times with Robert Kelly. But I don't. I, I feel bad for him, but I feel worse for the families and the victims that he abused, that he hit, that he kept in confinement that he brainwashed, that he used his influence as a grown man over vulnerable, influential teenagers. I saw my niece go through that. I won't go into detail, but the guy got locked up for it. There's a reason why a 14-year-old cannot consent to sex. There's a reason for it. It's a reason why... You ain't getting a whole ass driver's license at 14, too. There's a reason why you can't do certain things because your mind is not fully developed. That's a scientific fact. Somebody comes along that you admire and they use their influence on you to have sex with you, to give you sexually transmitted diseases, to beat on you, to, to hold you in confinement, to help trap other women your age in to have threesomes and foursomes and sodomize you 
Put yourself in the place of a 14-year-old. And then tell me what you think about it. But it's still on you on whether or not you want to listen to his music and whether you think it should be taken off the streaming services and off of terrestrial radio. I'm a father of four girls, so I have my opinion on it. Putting people in crazy positions. I hate the people that blame the parents. Not any one of y'all listening that's a parent do not know where your child is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You just don't. Especially if you work, <clears throat> do other things. You don't. So stop saying the parents, the parents, the parents. Not all, not in every case, y'all. So, like I said, he's been found guilty of nine counts. I guess I'll be doing another podcast on him when the, uh, the sentencing comes down May 4th of 2022. It'll rehash it. Everybody will be talking about it again. And we'll be talking about it. Until the next time, take care of yourselves. This is that Lover. This is, come on, son. Love y'all, man. Keep God first and everything else will fall into place. Later. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out CigarsInternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced, engineered, and edited by Cam Quotes and Krista Hayes. Recorded out of Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast brought to you by Ed Lover. Be sure to check out the return of Come On, Son, the web series exclusively on Patreon. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com.